right club. Be the right club today. Yeah. I mean, that's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most. Expect anything different. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the No Laying Up Podcast. Sunday night here at a very, very steamy kill house. Our air conditioning is not working. Might be a good metaphor for tonight's pod. Uh, DJ Pie is here. Greetings. Hello. Big Randy is here. Hi, Solly. <laughs> Namaste. Your boy. I safely can say your boy, Bryson. My boy. You called it back in like 2017 at the PGA. You said I'm in with big data. Uh, we got plenty to talk about with uh, with Bryson. Before we do that, though, can you guys, do you guys know about the Play Yellow campaign? I have. I can literally say I I know nothing about well, it. I'm about Hit to me. I'm about to learn you. You've heard us talk about the 2020 Callaway Chrome Soft Golf Ball, Chrome Soft X Golf Balls, increased distance, the great feel, the triple track alignment. It aligns. You know, 88 percent of golfers are better aligned with triple track technology. Uh, nearly a third of Callaway's tour staff are using the triple track now on their golf balls. And of course, you hear me talk about the Truvis, but what's new in the Truvis world? Of course, these are the soccer balls that you'll see from Callaway. They're supporting the Play Yellow campaign with a limited edition custom Truvis golf ball. One dollar from every dozen Chrome Soft Play Yellow Truvises sold will be donated to the Play Yellow campaign. If you're not familiar with what that is, Play Yellow is an initiative led by Jack and Barbara Nicholas with the goal of bringing the golf world together to help the 10 million kids treated at Children's Miracle Network each year. So if you need another reason to try the new 2020 Chrome Soft, here it is. Play some play yellow Truvis golf balls and be a part of Callaway's donation to Children's Miracle Network Hospitals. For more information, visit CallawayGolf.com and PlayYellow.org. That's CallawayGolf.com and PlayYellow.org. Our Lord and Savior, Bryson DeChambeau. It's over. We were on the it's edge, and uh, we've lost it. It's, it's gone. It's gone. Who Golf could, is gone. Who well, could have seen this coming? Welcome to the future. <laughs> who could have seen this coming? I mean, yeah, right. Just... Uh, no, I think we've been. Uh, I feel. I feel good. Listen, we're not always on the right block uh, ahead of time, but I feel like we've been ringing the bell, walking through the Times Square, telling people that you know the the end is nigh. Uh, you guys need to uh, need to pay attention. This is this is going to happen, and it did. And I think it was. Honestly, like the fact that he didn't win at Colonial and Harbortown is because they're Colonial and Harbortown, and they're kind of weirder, different golf courses. That's kind of what we've been saying for a couple, and and many, many, many other people, of course. But it's kind, you know, kind of what a lot of people have been saying is, do you wait till we get to some of these golf courses where you can just kind of hit it all over the place? And we'll get to much more about that. But yeah, they are who we thought they were. The question that's at the top of everyone's mind, and this comes from Joey Arnold on Twitter, is. You drive it like Bryson, but you have to wear that stupid fucking hat. <laughs> do you do it? <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> what? No, fuck no. No, we we look for two very different things out of the game of golf, and I do not like golf enough to wear that stupid fucking hat. I don't either, but I would drive it like that. No, that's, Randy, that's would okay. you? Of course, I would. I'd wear. I'd wear. The, if I could wear the hat backwards, though, <laughs> I would do it. Like Samuel L. Jackson, like a yeah, exactly, or your or Bernie Mac, perhaps. The hat's not the hard part for me. If I had to look like Bryson, I wouldn't do it. He gets such a pass for the hat. Like he's got so yeah. much other stuff going on that people forget. Like, oh, that's right. He wears that dumb hat, and he's really slow. People forgot about that too. He took over two minutes to line up an eagle putt today. Many people have said he has sped up, and I think we're probably seeing a lot more of him on camera when he's like in the final groups and all that stuff. But the reports have been that he has sped up a lot. I know there's been certain instances where not so much, but... Well, it helps when you just like eliminate most of the golf course with your tee (laughs) shot, and there's not much left of it to conquer. And to be fair, he's just taking less, fewer shots than everybody. Where where do you net out on all this, Randy? You know what? It looks like he's happy Gilmoring 
golf right now. It's uh, it's completely game changing. I think, you know, I was thinking about he's had runs of really good play in the past, right? Like he's won in back to back weeks, I believe. Uh, was it two years ago? And so I was thinking, you know, are are we seeing a true change, or are we seeing a hot streak? And I, I don't know how anybody could come to the conclusion that this is something new. And you know, I didn't even think he played that well this week until today. He lost a half stroke to the field with his approach play, and he gained a lot on the final shot. He like he was below over a shot lost to the field with approach play. And I think Justin Ray had the stat. There's three winners out of the last like 655 that have won with a negative strokes approaching the green. He, he, he putted it, his ass off. He hit it 367 yards on number 18, protecting a lead with water down the left. And that was 30 yards past where Wolf hit it. <laughs> like, I, I jokingly, like, Jordan Spieth should retire. I, I don't know why he needs – what does he have to gain competing in this era, right? Like, go retire. You'll be inducted into the Hall of Fame someday. You got a lot of money. Like, go live your life. I it, it's who's gonna be left for you to watch? Rory's dead. DJ's gonna die. I, honestly, and, I think and Spieth's retired now. Like Bryson, Bryson big brothered Wolf today. It looked like. Oh yeah, sh- absolutely. Yeah. I think I think Matt was a little a little nervy, a little shook to, to right? start. Yeah, like oh you hit it far. Well, check this out. Yeah, I, like when's the last time Wolf Wolf probably has hit it farther than anybody his whole life. Yeah, up yeah. until. Last week and today he gets a front front row seat of it. Like that's got to be jarring for him. He did. They didn't play together, so it wasn't quite a front row. But seat. But he's looking ahead. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which we'll talk about that later. <laughs> um, I'm I'm just completely. I'm I'm all in. I something I said on Twitter. Like if Bryson, there's so much personal like hatred and annoyance of Bryson that I think it's clouded the fact that we truly are in what could be a, a historic time for for PGA Tour golf. I think that's extremely well said and very important. I yes. think there's a lot of people that are conflating how much they don't like him with, you know, what he's doing and, and not disrespecting it, but just looking for reasons to poke holes in it and all that stuff. And of course, we're going to have to see if like, his back doesn't explode in a couple of weeks, which might happen. Uh, all, all of those things, like we got to make sure there's a little bit of longevity here. But yeah, to your point, like, I don't know how anybody can watch that today and not feel like you're watching like the varsity take on the JV. Like, it's unbelievable. It's a, maybe a lazy analogy, but it reminds, and I think somebody tweeted this a couple weeks ago or something, is like the, whatever the maxed out guy is on Tiger Woods PGA Tour, the spacesuit <laughs> golfer with all the attributes, it looks like that. The, 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 the iron approaches or wedge approaches he has into these holes look like he hit a drive under a tree then had to punch out to like 65 yards. And then as a pro, it doesn't look like where you should be hitting a tee shot on right. any of the, these holes. It looks, that's where it hit me today. I was just like, this is broken. Like, this is wrong. This should not be, I, not but I, not for Bryson's sake. Right. Like, he should be doing this. He clearly has figured out the path to the most success is going to be to play like this. And he's just learning how to do it. I think, honestly, we are barely even scratching the surface from him. I think he should 100% reconsider this six iron length. He is a totally different player now. He needs is requiring way more, way different skills, and he is going to be hitting wedges into 80 plus percent, 95 percent of par fours, I think, from here on out. So, yeah, I think what, uh, you I think, should be the last person to have a six iron length. I think club a- in your hand, Andy Johnson. I think had a stat that his average length into par fours was like 103 yards or 104 yards, something like that, and, and, on the PGA Tour. And he's hitting like well, the second. Par five today, he he hit an eight iron to like 238 yards to the pin out of the rough. He hit an eight iron, 
Like that's it's so stupid. <laughs> if I was to tell you he hit a 344 yard drive this week, what would what would your reaction to that be? <laughs> I would say that he averaged uh I think 350 right okay. around there, right? Because he hit 21 drives <laughs> longer than the 344. Yeah, like that was his 22nd longest drive of the week. So I want to I want to dig in on a, co- a couple different things, a couple of the the different uh, naysayer things. One, I think there's going to be a fallacy of oh my god, he's just swinging as hard as he can, and he's blowing it all over the planet. I don't think that's true. I think he's driving it straighter than a lot of people are going to give him credit for, and a lot of the the purists who are going to you know lament that he's ruining the game, which maybe he is, and we can talk about that later, but. A lot of people are going to say, oh, he's just, he's complete bomb and gouge and he's just blown it all over the place. I don't think that's true. I think he's driving it pretty fucking straight for how far he's hitting it. And B, when he was missing, he was always missing on the right side or like where he had, like he was, he had to punch out a couple times, but he always had a an opening to the green or he always had, you know what I mean? If, if wasn't the pins dead. jammed way over on the right and there's a little runway to, he would miss on the left or the golf course is like at Hilton Head, he's jamming it between like, property boundaries, right? You, you go to Detroit Golf Club and there's holes on the other right. side. Like that is where you can swing it hard. Exactly. And that was going to be the other thing is is when he can't, when it doesn't, when it didn't do him a, a service to get really, really close to the green, he had no problem like laying back and taking less than driver and and doing that stuff. And so that's what I think a lot of people were saying about, you know, the majors. Like, oh, this is just isn't going to translate to the majors. There's no way that this is going to work. It's like he doesn't, he's not an idiot. Like he's very far from an idiot. That's like the whole point is, He's going to know, like, dude, I don't have to bomb driver everywhere. And that's what I think we see with, you know, someone like Dustin Johnson when he goes to a shorter golf course or whatever. He he knows, like, okay, I can just hit this two iron all over the place. I think Bryson's going to figure that out too. And, like, the par fives where he can swing from his heels, he's going to do that, and they're, they're par fours. Like, that's where we always come back to, like, a par 72 golf course is not a par – it's a par 68. And if he can turn these majors into par 66 golf courses or even par 68 and shoot – two, three, four under every day, like he's going to win. Yeah. That's it. It's crazy. This was a perfect course too because you could run the ball up to every green. Yeah. So yeah. they made a point. I thought that was a fantastic point, right? Like he, when he was out of position under a tree, he could play those low shots that that would just run up onto the green. Um, it was up. decidedly not a second shot golf course. Uh, exactly. Yeah. So that uh, that won't be the case every week. But, yeah, it's just – I don't know. We, we've said it. I feel like we're repeating ourselves, but his floor is just – he he has raised his floor uh, unbelievably to where. Can I ask this? Is Bryson the best player in the world? I think right now for sure. Yeah. I mean, he's what, he's finished in the top ten eight weeks in a row or something like that. Like, I, yeah. I mean, I th- I know he's not going to rank there in the official World Golf Rankings and all that, but I'm just asking: Do you consider? I think anyone can define that. Like, if you told me he's not, I I would believe you as well if you had good reason to. But I I I would say he's the best player in the world right now. I think it is situation dependent. It's not gonna, something that's not going to work at every golf well, course. And I, I think that this kind of speaks to one thing that this is going to be my second thing that is going to be overlooked here is just how well he putted. Like number one, I think. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that that's the big thing that we should it should kind of be the headline this week is you know the headline will of course be like Bryson bludgeons Detroit Golf Club to death, but really he didn't. I mean he gained six point six shots with the driver and seven point eight shots with the putter. So it's like I mean he just he was literally number one in putting this week, and even that. Is a whole like the, everything you bring up with Bryson, I feel like is just a, a complete like tributary side conversation that we can go down. But even the the way he puts is like fascinating to me. I was talking to somebody about it earlier, and it's like to someone like me putting, and I think probably a lot of players like putting seems so almost like subconscious. Like when you're when you're really putting, of course you need to know the line, of course you need to have like the technical skills, but when you're really really putting well, 
you're feeling the ball in the hole and you're just kind of seeing it go in. That doesn't look like what he's doing at all. I mean, he's grinding on the greens books and he's like, I don't know if it was before or after CBS came on. I forget which network it was that that had the audio, but I think it was the, one of the, it was the second hole, I think, when Bryson missed the green short right and he's going through the calculations with Tim Tucker's caddy and like, I don't even know what the hell he's talking about, but he's 73 plus up, it's up four plus this, 73 times three is going to be this, blah, blah, blah. And he's just trying to figure out like lag speed and all that stuff. And it's like the most mechanical thing ever, but then he goes and he puts better than anybody else in the world this week. It's unreal. He hmm. said too, he'd left so many like in the heart short. Oh yeah. Like <laughs> he could have made three or four <laughs> more putts that I remember just like specifically in the back nine today. And that, that to me is like, Kind of the third pillar of of Bryson is going to be the wedges, and I'm sure we'll get into a lot more of that too. But I feel like he's going to drive it. Like driving doesn't really seem like something that kind of fluctuates wildly the way putting does. You know, it seems like Rory is going to pretty. You pretty much know Rory's going to drive it well all, every week. You pretty much know Dustin's going to drive it well every week, and I think Bryson's probably in that same category. And even with like his wedges have been bad the last month. And he's I contended he's, at like every event, and I, I feel like it's going to be the putter is going to be the thing where if he makes a ton of putts, like then I, I don't know how anybody else is really going to have a shot. I think he'll have off weeks with the driver. I think he's driven it very well since he's been back. I think I mean it's just that's just math of like if you're going to hit that far, dude, like there's going to be yeah. it's going to start to turn on you some. But I definitely, definitely think he's going to improve with his iron play and his approach play. I, th- I think the thing to mention too with Bryson, I, I think his personality punchable is punchable and, and leads <laughs> well and leads people to not appreciate maybe what they're seeing for sure. At, but, but I, I, I want to say it, this isn't the length has turned him into a great player, but he was a damn good player before yeah, all this. For sure. And like, he has crazy good pedigree. And, and so it's not like he's not some like freak or like, this isn't a fly by night guy that, you know, is riding a hot like that's what I come back to is like to to your point, I, it's hard not to think of him as the best player in the world right now. And I, I don't know. I don't see how that really changes over a course of a season, two years. Like this got me <laughs> more wins on the PGA tour than Hideki. Yeah. Hideki's two years older than him too. And of course, of course he passes Ricky. <laughs> <laughs> He's now officially the alpha in the in the which Puma is tough. Cobra stable. Which is tough for Ricky because Detroit, I know, has a special place in his heart. But, but then like he played with Ryan Armour today, and we'll go into some of the other people, but it's just like, dude, Ryan Armour is playing <laughs> antiquated golf. Like that, that that shit ain't gonna work. I was texting Tron. I think I'm pretty sure I'd have to check the stat, but I think Ryan Armour finished twenty first on the nineteen eighty one PJ Tour money list. It's <laughs> <laughs> kind of the the vibe that that he gives off, which is sick, and that's. But no, like, I mean, good for him. But, but like, but you, that's that's. I think that's over, man. You see, Wolf and DeChambeau, what they did today. It's like, oh no, dude, like, like that's that's where the game's going. And, and like every year, there's going to be about ten more yeah. guys like that graduating. And, 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 like imagine the 12, 13 year olds watching those guys today. It, yeah, it, it's just that's where the game's going. Well, and Bryson had a great quote about this afterwards, and I think. There's a lot of every time someone shares a Bryson quote, and a lot of them are very eye rolly and very punchable, as you know, to borrow a, a phrase. But a lot of them are also really smart, and I think he's right about this one. That he, I, I think Will Gray tweeted it that he was basically like, "It's going to take like a generation for this to like really take hold. Is going to take a generation because to your exact point, Randy, like it's not like everybody can just drop what they're doing and like, oh, okay, cool, I'm just going to hit the gym for you know three months and oh, then yeah. like and then I'll do that." 
people will work out more and all that stuff, but like they already kind of are. Like, you know, to your point, you always bring up Solly, like how many guys have wrecked their careers trying to chase distance and trying to do exactly what he's done? It's not something that like, really, I can think of anybody who's who's done like something similar to this. But I think if you're starting when you're 12, 13, and you're seeing like, oh my God, I need to nuke the ball, it really will change and like just how you develop your skills, right? And so I think until the, what I'm getting at with all that is there is going to be a large, long gap where like, yeah, Bryson might be the man for a while, oh, <laughs> yeah. assuming his body holds up. I don't think anybody else could have done this. I think we've said this in previous weeks. No one has the capability to transform their game and swing and has the commitment and willingness to do it like Bryson does. I mean, he has figured out his own shit his whole life. Like, I don't think Brooks Kepka could go into the gym and you know eat pro- a million protein shakes <laughs> and drive the ball like Bryson does. I, 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 I can... I, Very I agree with you. And I think that's what goes back to, you know, the the list of guys, it's it's not the be-all, end-all, but he won a USAM and an NCAA in the same same year. And the list of guys to do that are what, Jack, Tiger, and Phil, and Bryson? I think so. And so you take one of those guys, and then you, like, you know, it, it's one of those guys that's experimenting now. Like, like that's the pedigree it's not some guy out there trying to lift and chase it. Like it's it's a guy who's really fucking good anyway. <laughs> yes. is doing it. He's and not just a dumb meathead. Yeah, that's to to your point. Which Before that's we get, the crazy yeah. is it could have just totally blown up in his face. Yeah, if it didn't work. That's <laughs> what we keep he's saying not before. Done. He's not no. done either. Yeah. Well, on this note, and I, I believe I'll turn it over to DJ here for a second if you'd like to gloat. Um, <laughs> <laughs> DraftKings has brought their expertise to legal sports betting. It's not quite legal yet here in Florida. We do a pick show on our Twitter and our social media every week. Uh, right, And we, you know, of course, can't place the bets right now. But I believe, Mr. Pye, if you want to just take a second to... Well, I'll I'll kind of, you know, I kind of feel the way I felt after the Hilton Head episode, which is I'd love to gloat about this win and and picking Bryson with half of my points this week. But All right, that's enough. That's really, enough. I will nope, say, nope, I don't know enough. why. What are you guys nope. doing? How nope. do you not see these coming? That's enough. Of course Webb was going to win at Heritage. Of course Bryson was going to win this week. Get it. You know, the, the picks for you guys have Cut all Cut it be, off. You're done. They've Stop. all become like, Stop. you know, how I know so much about all these guys. This guy's going to finish top 20. The no, he's not. Pick the guy who's going to obviously win. Come the, on. The DraftKings Sportsbook <laughs> is a legitimate sportsbook based right here in the U.S. You can uh, rest assured that your funds are totally secure. I can't tell you how many how many websites I've given, you know, ske- sketchy websites I've given <laughs> money to and had a lot of trouble when I go to uh, withdrawal. Uh, it is the top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Uh, during this week of July 6th, there's golf, there's English Premier League uh, you could be betting on, and there's uh, Span- La Liga, soccer, and more. Can you uh, bet on Formula One? We should have done that well, this morning. I'm sure yeah. you can, but <laughs> Head to the app right now. Check out what they have to offer, including player props, live betting, and so much more. They're offering special odds. Uh, an odds boost for the MMA event this weekend to new users. You can bet 20 to win 100 on the main event of Usman versus Burns. I don't. I do not know my MMA, so go ahead and tear me apart for that. Uh, if it's not available yet, if the DraftKings Sportsbook is not available yet in your state, don't forget about the Fantasy app. They have over three million dollars up for grabs this week. So download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code NLU when you sign up for limited time. 
All new users get a sign-up bonus up to $1,000. That's right. DraftKings Sportsbook has a sign-up bonus up to $1,000. Just enter code NLU when you sign up, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older in New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and a first bet match, each up to $500. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or an Indiana 1-800-9-WITH-IT. I don't think we're done quite with Bryson, honestly. I, 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 I didn't where, think do you, we, where do you want to go next? I didn't think we'd get through uh, the first uh, the first ad break with it. Will Knights asked a great question. Uh, how will I explain this to my future kids? Uh, but yeah, Jacob Bell asked, how does well, Bryson's game play overseas for Open Championships uh, presented by Our Majesty and future Ryder Cups? We touched on that some, but like the I, old course, if it's even remotely firm, is going to be a complete joke for him. Well, I just... I don't like, think like par 65. <laughs> I, I think that that's going to be awesome to see though. Cause that course can leave you in some funky spots with 65 yards. Like I, I recorded yeah. that 2000, um, uh, British open from tiger, you know, it was on golf channel. I recorded it and I just started watching some of it and tiger hits this drive on six and he hits it into the walkway. He's got 48 yards into it. He puts it and he four put like he four <laughs> puts from the fairway. But I was like, dude, that's the kind of like the only chance golf has is, Having weird shots, you know, if the ball's going to go this far, it needs to be really weird shots from these weird spots that the guys, these guys are driving it in. Well, I think, to your point, Randy, like, I think my gut reaction on, like, a British Open question would be not that, you know, that style of play is going to... Let me say it this way. That style of play is going to let a lot more players in, but I don't think... It's not going to make Bryson worse, I don't think. You know what I mean? Because I think he has, like you're right. saying, he has the pedigree to be a really, really good player. And he knows he has a lot of different tools rather than just bludgeoning the golf ball. But now also he can bludgeon the golf ball. You know yeah. what I mean? And that's where, that's how I keep looking at the majors is like, yes, when the golf course is firmer and when, when the rough is up, like that is going to let a lot more guys in and it's it's going to make it harder for him to win, but it's not going to make him worse. Like he's still going to, you know, he he's still doing a lot of really good things. And, and I think not only overseas, I, I think the majors are – I think it's fair to uh, want to see it in the majors from him now. Right? Yeah, like, totally. Like I, I've kind of seen enough week to week on the tour, uh, return to golf, obviously, but now it's like, okay, it's time to have some results in, in majors. Uh, and so I, I think that's what I'm most looking forward to in the remainder of this year and going forward. I could see a British Open where it's really windy, you know, causing him some problems. It seems like he hits the ball yeah. really high. But, you know, that's – you could say that about more than half the field. You know, like that's not a, a him problem specifically. Another question we got was from Josh White. Is Bryson just home run swinging in baseball and three-pointers in basketball just playing what the math says? Like both of those games have changed a lot in recent years. Yeah, I mean, I think so, right? Math. Like I think, that's. I think the three point analogy is like spot on, and that's what I've thought about that with distance for a long time. Of like, yeah, it's gonna like it just homogenizes the game some, and it it loses some love for it and some art to it. That's like really hard to explain what what is meant by that without sounding sounding super high minded. But yeah, gosh, it's not gonna be that fun if it. If everyone's driving it far, is anyone driving it far? Well, let me ask it this way. I mean, is if he goes off and rattles off, you know, X number of wins and a couple majors over the next few years, like, listen, we saw what happened with the anchoring ban when Keegan Bradley won a major, and, like, <laughs> I'm dead serious. Like, when these guys hate optics and they hate, like, seeing great golf courses being, you know, brought down on national TV and looking stupid, and, like, it's, Bryson's making them 
being the USGA and the yeah. it, making them look this. really dumb. Really dumb. <laughs> really dumb. And that's where, to, to Will Knight's question, like, how do I explain this to my kids? Like, well, let me talk to you about, like, regulation and what happens with, like, the downstream effect of not doing anything. Because that's, yeah, like, that's what it is. I don't think if he's playing a smaller-headed driver, a golf ball that spins more, or any, I don't think he's swinging like that. Yeah, exactly. And TBC Jed, of course, Jed Rammel asks, what would happen if the USGA governed the game as aggressively <laughs> as the PGA Tour protects its media image? <laughs> <laughs> I think is that's that a, a good transition. Question, is that a good transition? Well, no, let me like, what do you guys think? Like, is this something that's going to expedite the, you know, that, I know this is a massive question, but like, does that, is something like this, is this the only thing that might expedite? Yes. Like the equipment change. I don't I, know I, if it's the only thing, but it's certainly a thing that could like the USGA would not have came out with their statement before all this hit. If they weren't going to change anything, maybe yeah. I'm giving them too much credit, but it sounded for the first time very clear that it's like, no, 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 we recognize there's an issue here. Bryson doing this can only expand that, Which, I think. Honestly, I may be the first person all week to say this, maybe the only person to say this. I kind of feel bad for Bryson in that in that instance. Yes. That sucks because he like kind of found the hole and... He'll figure something else out. Well, yes, it's, but, it's similar to when courses started tiger-proofing, right? Like that's... That that's it. Uh, I, I you know we mentioned St Andrews, but Tiger was shot nineteen under there in two thousand. Like if if Bryson goes there in a couple of years and shoots twenty five, twenty six under, thirty under, I think that will cause the RNA in the like. I think that is is something that is going to make a lot of people take notice. Like whoa, like like this course simply cannot hold up. Yeah, I, when they started, you know, they put a tee box out of bounds. I think they kind of. If that wasn't the sign for them of like, hey, whoa, something's not right here, then I don't know what will be. But maybe it's that. Well, I, I think a, a hard one too will be like, you know, everybody talks about all, all these great links courses and like, oh, you got to control your runouts and all these bunkers that'll just sneak up and grab you. And like, as soon as Bryson steps up there and says like, what bunkers? Like, what are you talking about? He I cleared the loot. I just flew all of them. Like, yeah, yeah the, some of the magic's gone. He out of cleared that. the bunker on 18. That tee shot, he cleared it by 57 yards. I have it. Landing 57 yards over the bunker. He cleared one, another one by 64 this week. I, I just was digging into the stats a little bit. And so what did Bryson have? 90 yards or something into 18? 98. Kevin Kisner, obviously not a long hitter, but, you know, finished third, I think, this week. His average on that hole was like 171. <laughs> into that, And it's just, it's, it's a different game. <laughs> Yeah, and check it out. Like, he didn't even hit his wedges good. Right. And he won by what, three, two? He won by three. He won yeah. by three. I, I, last thing I wanted to know was he he had 137 miles an hour swing speed on the radar gun this week, which some of the radar guns on club head speed can be a bit, you know, finicky, but that's what it said. Uh, also, him flexing on Troy Merritt and making him go first on 13 because he wanted to wait for the green <laughs> to clear on a 400-yard par four was <laughs> the best. Troy got backed out. That was hard there. so tough. It's like, yeah, you could, like, you're fine. You could, you could probably go. I'm I mean, wait. you could. Yeah, why don't you go? You're not going to get there, right? You yeah, we're going to be waiting a little. Why don't you go? <laughs> <laughs> that was that hit hit home for me really, really, really hard. That's usually the only time I tee off first uh, in our games. But I, if I was Troy Merritt, by the way, like. You got to stand up for yourself. Be like, no, like, no, I'll, bud. Well, we're not going anywhere. Like, I'll, stand I'll wait. up for the sanctity of the game too. Well, there's that. You know, like he also hit. missed the green by seventy like eight yards, which was awesome, and I can relate to waiting for a green to clear and miss not even coming close. He thought he it, hit it well though. He he yeah, he, he crushed, it. crushed oh, he it. Yeah, yeah. And well. again, that was another one where he like missed in the right side. He could run one right up the chute, and I think he made birdie there, right? Uh, he made par on that two one. Two putt par, yeah, but right. yeah, made birdie it's, the next one. Anyways. 
You said, is it is it sci- like it's it's numbers? He's gonna he, he's sciencing the game, and that's what he told us he would do. And I don't think anybody should be <laughs> surprised. And maybe this will be our transition into the the cameraman conversation. Do we want to break and do Wolf, and then we can go back into Bryson because we're let's we're, just let's, okay. let's keep revving <laughs> let's keep revving Bryson. I got my train of thought going here. I, I want to be very clear that like this has been a glowing um, pro Bryson's process podcast thus far, and I still stand by all of that. Bryson, the guy. Okay, yes, that woefully hard to cheer for. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't want him to win. I, I kind, I guess, I kind of want him to win just for the chaos and maybe like the distance rollback and like that kind of that side of me wants him to win. But like, I don't ever. Uh, uh, you got to be able to separate those two things. Is I guess what I'm saying. Just because we're talking about Bryson a lot doesn't mean we're like, oh, go Bryson. This is so fun. Like, no, it's it's like ruining the game <laughs> for sure. <laughs> It's, but it's like it's pretty entertaining. It's an interesting conversation. I, I love chaos agents, so I think I'm naturally drawn to him. There are people that grate me. There are personalities that rub me the wrong way. His does not do that to me, so I fully understand why it does to some people. He doesn't rub you the wrong way. He doesn't. He he really doesn't. And and I don't know. Do you if think he's like earnest or what? I just think he's. What? He's, why does he get a bad rap on? I, and I don't even know if he's like I, I can't tell you how to feel. If he rubs you the wrong way, he rubs you the wrong way. So I I don't think it's like an objective, but subjectively I can tell you he doesn't bother me. Like even the camera, we we can get into this. But so so I'm here to say I I actually kind of do root for him, and I think I think his the again the chaos and the anarchy and just like just gumming up this whole system. I I love it. <laughs> I live for it, and I think that far outweighs you know. Yeah, does he sometimes whine and does, like? Yeah, but I don't care. I, the and, hat is stupid though. You could <laughs> the hat's stupid, <laughs> but it's like it's like like why not? You know. But I do want to ask. I, I think some of it. I think some of why he sticks out is a result of the class acts tour, and like there are dicks in professional sports. And I think where golf, like he stands out more so in golf is because they try to whitewash and paint everybody. And and it's this like vanilla, everybody's just like ugh, so dull. And so you get a little off kilter. And and again, it's like, I, it's fair. He does rub people the wrong way. But do we talk about people's personality that much in, in like the NBA or, or Major League Baseball or – like, well, I guess there are brands. discussions like that, yeah. but it's like, yeah, at the end of the day, it's like, it's no big deal. It's like what part of makes, like, it, it's what makes it fun, I, I think. So that's where I well, come I, from is. That's really interesting. I feel like in other sports, maybe there's almost like buckets that guys get put in, right? Where it's like, there's like the stone cold, like steely guy. There's like the happy go lucky guy. And there's, you know, like the, like the win at all cost guy. I guess maybe that's kind of the first one. But in golf, there's really like not right. Like there's kind of that's what I'm that's saying. What you're saying there's yeah, like there's class saying. acts, and then there's <laughs> and then if like like I don't know, well, we don't really know what to do with you. You're, exactly. you're supposed to just kind of be the class act. Exactly. So I'm not saying you have to like, or I'm not saying you can't be offended by Bryson. But I think like what makes Kobe Bryant right. It was it was a great example how he, you know, the the people who were Kobe fans were such diehard Kobe fans, and if you didn't like Kobe, like you know, the jaw and the, like, that that stuff came across very, in a way that was like, oh my God, that's cheesy. And he's just overdoing it. And, and, and you know what, at the end of the day, like, that's what makes sports fun is having those discussions and those arguments with fans. And I feel like I, I don't want us to force Bryson to change because he's just like a little different from everybody else. Like, I want him to be weird and I want him to piss people off, 
because I think that's fun. I think that's good. Hundred yeah. percent agree. Like oh, yeah. it is. It is not. And, and I Bryson's say that saying like he's allowed to piss you off, and yes. you're allowed to not like him for sure. I, I, I however, for, I am very in on like all, all how often he speaks his mind and will tell you exactly what he thinks and give you all of this, throw it all out at you. That does not mean you have to like it. Like that, exactly. that, so I'm, I'm exactly. not faulty. I don't want him to fall back into a box and be neat and you know buttoned up and all this stuff like that. It bores the hell out of me. And the only thing I would add is he can't have it both ways either. Yeah. Like I, I think Eamon Lynch pointed that he wrote that he pretty much nuked uh, it. Yeah, just flamethrowered him. <laughs> he, in, uh, he ended him in a uh, column for Golf Week th- uh, this morning or yesterday. But he, uh, you know, his point was basically this guy who wrote, you know, did this. 15 minute masturbatory Instagram <laughs> video, my word, not his, uh, about himself working out and watching Fox News and like painting the house and washing his car. Like, he can't also then be like, guys, I just, I need some privacy, man. Like, you gotta come on. <laughs> like, so I, I'm with you and I, I didn't, yeah. am, in no way saying like Bryson, you're wrong and you need to shut up. You, you shouldn't have, you should be thankful <laughs> for your platform. Like, no, keep going off. But like, yeah, people are probably gonna make fun of you and like send you bad tweets, and yeah. you know, well, let's, y- you got to be okay with that too. Let's cover what happened with the actual cameraman just here, and this was Will Gray, um, which again, Brennan Porath was was pointing this out too. Of like this, this whole story came about because Will Gray was there and asked, went up and asked Bryson about it, and it seems, you know, obviously we're in a very weird time when it comes from media coverage, but it seems like the tour seems to want to be trending away from. Uh, outside media coverage, and this story came because a, a Golf Channel reporter's out there working his ass off for this. But uh, the quote he got from Bryson about this cameraman was, "He was literally watching me the the whole entire way up after getting out of the bunker, walking up next to the green, and I was just like, sir, what is the need to watch me that long? I mean, I understand it's his job to video me, but at the same point, I think we need to start protecting our players out here compared to showing a potential vulnerability and hurting someone's image." I just don't think that's necessarily the right thing to do. Um, And then later on, he would say, as much as we're out here performing, I think it's necessary that we have our times of privacy as well when things aren't going our way. I mean, we're in the spotlight, but if if somebody else is in the spotlight, they wouldn't want that either. I feel like when you're videoing someone and you catch Tiger at a bad time, you show them accidentally doing something or someone else, they're just frustrated because they really care about the game. It could hurt them if you catch them at a vulnerable time. We don't mean anything by it. We just care a lot about the game. For that to damage our brand like that, that's not cool in the way we act because if you actually meet me in person, I'm not too bad of a dude, I don't think. Which was Eamon's, <laughs> I think Eamon's lead was any anytime someone tells you how good of a guy they are, that's... Yeah. that's Listen, can I say something uh, unequivocally that is a horrendous take? <laughs> you know, I, 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 don't, I don't want people to misconstrue, like, I agree. Like, that's a stupid take, and I hope... I, I hope People close to him have told him it's a stupid take. Like, yo, you want the money? You want to like be considered an athlete or whatever? <laughs> like, that's like, the comes best with is, the territory. I understand it's your job to video me, <laughs> but why are you videoing me, bro? Inside the ropes, competing in a professional sporting event. Like, at what point do we stop considering these things professional sporting events? Dude, here, here. Oh, I'm, I'm with you. I, I think there's a couple things. Uh, one, it made me. Even more appreciative of the cat who deals with oh. the minimum, I would, a minimum 10x of this literally every day of his life uh, for the last 25 years. And is always, he almost always speaks after rounds to the media. He almost, like he's, he takes a lot of that in stride. And, and it's kind of funny to see it, you know, bubbling up with Bryson after 
a month of of press here. You say Tiger, and I'll throw out Mickelson too, who's, yeah. who's gone about it in a slightly different way than Tiger, but in his own way, he's you know he's handled that same limelight between the ropes uh, with a, a plum. And part two would be just to underscore that it is a dumb take, like you said. Uh, yeah, the whole idea of like I don't, I just don't want this camera to like catch a very literal you know, capture of, of exactly what's going on. Cause that might be unfair is yeah. like, yeah, maybe just don't, don't Christina, do it. Christina thing. Kim lit him on fire on Twitter too, which is delightful, but it's like, yeah, maybe just don't be an asshole, man. Like that's on you or, it's or not on the cameraman or being at like, you could look at it in another way. Getting back to class X tour is that mindset has what decades old in golf now. Exactly. Right. Like for him to even think that way yes. is, is born of the PGA like covering well, and, and the, presenting their sport in a certain way. The gold standard uh, to use a pun of this would be like the John Rom thing at the players a couple years ago mm. when Rom gets pissed after with his caddy after this bad shot. And it's just like such a very human like revelation of like, Oh man, these guys really get upset and like they're in the heat of competition. Of course, like that's the stuff that gets taken down. And of course it just kind of emboldens, not every player, of course, like not not everybody thinks this way, but yeah, I can see why a player would be like, Hey, what the hell? You weren't supposed to do that. You're supposed to protect me. Really? We're not. We're supposed to put on a good TV product and get you paid. That's where our, that's where our, you know, obligation should end. I am so sick of the golf fan feeling like, being willfully ignored in this. And I think everyone's kind of rallied around this, but there's the fact that Bryson could potentially like player, a player even thinks this way is like, you are there to entertain us, whether you believe it or not. This whole world exists because people are willing to put up dollars to be entertained by this. Okay. So you can't sit there and say like, protect our brand. Are you fucking kidding me? (laughs) I was so visibly upset and maybe a little drunk when I read that, that happened last (laughs) night. And I got so worked up. It was how, like it it, it seems intentional that going that far out of your way to say something so dumb, you got to wake up the next day and be like, you know what? I, that was, I was off on that one. Like I understand exactly, you know, we're here for entertainment purposes and you didn't even do anything that bad. It's like, whatever, you get upset after a bad shot? Who doesn't get upset after a bad shot? Tiger's been throwing clubs his whole career. No, it's not that big of a deal. You got to understand that he he just loves the game so much. God. Well, for a smart guy, it's like, it's, it's just a very myopic, like, dumb uh, reasoning too, right? Like, I, I think to, to what we've been saying is uh, fans, like, that... It, the outbursts and the anger and the like that humanizes guys. Like if, if anything, I think it, it makes me more invested in, in certain guys. Of course. And so for them not to realize that for Bryson, not to realize that is a, a little concerning. And for the tour to, I don't know, I I'm beating a dead horse, but yeah. it, it's just the class X tour is, is all BS. <laughs> we ready to cover Matthew Wolf yet? <laughs> Yeah, so, uh, let's. I don't know where to even start. What? Let me let me start with uh, expectations. Uh, disappointed? Are you? Uh, is this? What did you guys see today, Solly? Three shot lead coming into the final round. Um, he gone. I didn't feel great about it going into it. I think there was uh, no way today was going any other way than it did. It could have very easily. No. After yeah, one, what do you think? After one, I thought like that was the first great. hole was the it was like okay that doesn't like, look great. A couple, <laughs> of, like, it just looked like. He didn't play great, and then it's just some. I swear, this is a dumb theory I have in golf, but it's like some days when you need it to go 110 yards, it goes 110 yards, and some days it goes 102. And it felt like they hit a wedge into one of the holes that just got caught up on the front fringe, and I was just and he looked kind of confused by it. And I was just like, all right, it just doesn't feel like your day. He made four bogeys in the first ten holes. 
And he battled. He came back. Played hard, his ass yeah. off. He, played, he looked like totally. he totally freed up and looked like the that dude that you know lit the amateur world on fire and was just out there trying to drop as many birdies as possible. And I think that is probably what he. I didn't get to see a ton of it, but what he rode to the top of the leaderboard through three rounds and then coming out that front nine with a little more pressure on you, it showed. And that's ex- my take on that is it's extremely understandable for someone that is twenty one years old should be going into their senior year of college uh, and we're watching them, you know, try to try to win on the PGA tour. And then he has done that, which I think is, you know, a lot of people have been, I don't want to say criticized, but critiqued his pro record so far, which is understandable. You know, if you said at the beginning when he turned pro that by mid next summer, he would have a win on the PGA tour. I think everyone would, be, would look at that as a very strong performance. Yeah. I mean, I think it, what was the stat? If he would have won today, he would have been the youngest two time winner since Tiger Woods. Yeah. Is that good? Which is D's. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it would be different if I he, thought he was going to be a consistent week-to-week player yeah. coming out, and I definitely didn't, and nobody should have expected that from him at ages 20 and 21. I, do I think he can turn into a much more consistent player? Of course. Uh, I still think he's kind of winging it out there, free-swinging it, and has a ton to learn on distance control and how to you know attack pins on the PGA Tour, 100%. And I think this was probably a great learning experience for him, and... Uh, his interview afterwards was, it, I thought it was great. It was super positive. He's like, I, you know, I think for TV purposes, you can look at a guy with a three shot lead going in the last round and they present it as if he, they're expected to hold that lead. And in reality in golf, that is not that big of a lead. It might look like it on the scoreboard and with four holes left, three shots, a big lead, but with 18 holes left, so much can happen. Yeah. Well, especially and Bryson happened, especially coming in and you know, no top tens since he won and leading the field in strokes gained putting. T3 it at the tailor-made relief driving chair. True, true. <laughs> I forgot about that. Uh, but yeah, no top tens and then also leading the field in putting that week is like a is a, a dubious combo, I feel like, where it's like, ah, well, what if they don't go in? Yes. <laughs> like, they're, they're probably due to not go in uh, versus Bryson, who's finished, you know, top 10 every time he tees it up. But uh, I think a very armchair psychology here, but... Also, like you said, he's 21. He's trying to figure out how to travel. He's trying to figure out, like, I think he's changed caddies a couple times. He's probably trying to figure out golf swing, golf courses, all that. Like, yeah, it's... He needed yeah, Genghis on the bag today, man. He should have. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think the more interesting conversation, of course, he's disappointed. And I, I thought he showed resiliency on the back nine today. I, I was impressed with that. He, he got... He was on the tracks with a freight train bearing <laughs> down on him, though. I, I do think the more interesting conversation is around his his whole career thus far. Tron said something. I hope you don't mind me sharing it, but just like you know, I, I feel a little disappointed with with Wolf's career performance today. Right? Like he had the win, which I, I think probably still cover. Like you have to consider everything a success because of that win. But I, I think this is his second top ten, right? Mm-hmm. Aside from the win, so it, it's. I think that's more of an interesting conversation. I, where my mind, I, I don't know why I thought of this, but I, I, I went to a baseball comparison with him and somebody. I don't even know if <laughs> listeners will really know the name. Hopefully, Solly will. Like a guy like Joey Gallo, who's this new age Uber prospect, and he gets to the league young. And he's kind of a boomer bus guy, right? High strikeout, high walk, high power, and I, I feel like that's. For me, that's the type of player Matthew Wolf seems to be right now. Yes. Where it'll click maybe once or twice a year, and he certainly can win on those weeks. And there's going to be a lot of swings and misses, though. Oh, 100%. I mean, I think that that 
I will not critique the golf swing at all, but I don't think that golf swing is set up to be the most consistent game on the PGA Tour week in, week out. I think he understands yeah. that is fine with that. You can have a very successful career on the PGA Tour being a boomer bus guy. You know, Joey Gallo was also uh, also known as Crazy Joe, was a, <laughs> a member of the Colombo crime family, <laughs> which I knew I'd heard that name before, but not in a baseball context. That's sick. Yeah. Uh, well, and I think, sorry, to, like, I think that paints, that crystallizes the comparison to Bryson even clearer in that. Like, check it out. This guy, Bryson, he's hitting at 30 past you. <laughs> And check it out, he's like way more consistent. Yeah. And that that like that more like it just hit me when you were saying that. I was like, yeah. oh shit. Like, yeah, like Bryson's like all of that plus some yards, plus like all the consistency. Yeah. <laughs> to that I would say <laughs> plus at, the putting. <laughs> at Wolf's at Wolf's age, Bryson was still yet to win the USAM and win the NCAA title. That was happening yeah. the next year. And it's true. Bryson you know, didn't turn pro. I think he was 22 or 23 when he yeah, turned pro. Yeah, he was pro. late. He was, And yeah. so that's where I, these guys, it's like, and people are going to be all over Akshay Batia too if he doesn't like have success in professional golf very soon. But I don't think it's necessarily, it's definitely not, their career should not be defined by their first few years, especially when I would consider that time to be the time that they should be in college, right? So if they came out as, you know, if he had, played in uh, just as an amateur to this point and had won a PGA Tour event as an amateur, we would probably view him totally different than the, just because the fact that he had turned professional. Like if he had this kind of ish record in events playing as an amateur at this age, we wouldn't view him the same way. Yeah. In the post-Tiger world, though, it's like you just want to put your hopes on people. Sure. And I, I think if nothing else, it's like, there's that little bit of disappointment that, oh, you know, Wolf's maybe not going to be one of the all-time greats. And, like, <laughs> that's totally unfair to him. But I think that's some, like, a little bit of what people are feeling. I don't know. I'd love to know what you guys think a good career comp for Matthew Wolf would be. Like a best case, worst case. Mm. Hmm. I, I don't have a good feel for that. Usually I like those questions. I don't. Man, that is a good one. Like a John Daly? <laughs> Two majors minus all the extracurriculars. Uh, yeah, minus all. They were the comparing John Daly, uh, Bryson to John Daly on uh, PJ Tour Radio, which was kind of a sick comp. <laughs> <laughs> what do you th- What do you think about it? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna have to get back to you. That's okay. a, that's a good one. I don't have one off the top do of my head. Do you have one? I'm not, I I struggle with that. Is why, you know, I, I feel like so many of these young guys, I can, like we can say, some jam's gonna make fifty million bucks on tour. Like I, I really don't know what's gonna come of Matthew Wolf's career. Yeah, I, th- I, mean, I definitely think it's too early to tell. Is like, if you don't think he's gonna work out, you're pro- I, I would definitely disagree with that at this point because yeah. if you've showed that much success on the PGA Tour, it's not consistent week to week. But if you have shown that ability to win and come very close to winning a tour event, a little, a little super freak is the only guy that beat you this week. Yeah, there's a, it's a good sign what of things are, to come. This is a massive projection since the guy was, you know, literally number one in the world. But what about like Jason Day, just someone who runs really, really hot when it's going really well? Like, you know, hard to beat, but I think can disappear, is, disappear for stretches too. Wolf's game is going to be more course dependent than someone like Day. Day. Yeah, like Day's game traveled from place to yeah. place, and Wolf, the, his two most successful events have been up north in the summer, northern grasses easier golf courses where you can bomb it and not the most strategic play. Like it didn't seem like there was a ton of thinking that needed to be done around that golf course this week. Not golf saying course. that he's not a smart player, but like it, it just, like I, I look at heritage and I don't be like, Oh man, he yeah. Wolf is a shot maker into those pins. Uh, the golf course looks sweet. What'd you guys think of the course? I, I thought as I texted you guys, like for humans, it seemed like a cool <laughs> golf course. 
Like watching those guys is like, oh, this might as well be like anything. It does, like the you know the golf course doesn't matter. Yeah. Bryson's got seventy four yards into every hole, but I was like, man, I would really like to play there. That place it's looks like looks really cool. Dope ass classic Ross. Yeah, it looks <laughs> sweet. Some cool greens. They they did a decentish job of getting lower to the ground, kind of yeah. showing some the of the drone shots were cool. Some cool pins on some of the par threes and stuff like that. So. It was a it was a fun place to watch a tour event. Can I float something to you? Did you guys know Jordan Spieth and Bryson are the same age? Uh, yeah, I looked at they're two months apart. Uh, I looked that up today. It's the first time hearing of this. Doesn't Jordan Spieth look like he he just feels like he's like thirteen years older than Bryson? He's old man time. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Twenty six going on forty six. <laughs> Spieth having won eleven times by the time he was twenty three is I looked that up today and was like whoa. See that's why Spieth's done. <laughs> he's walk away, walk away. <laughs> Man, what happened to Spieth? Should we talk about that? I know. God, God it makes me really sad. I'd love to add in a nugget about, you know, Kevin Kisner finishing solo third. Maybe this is my Amsterdam. It's like, what was that, guys? That was a that was a miss. With Tyrrell Hatton in the same group, they just dropped the ball with that group. Well, I, I was Adam yeah, Hadwin finished. Of, they weren't gonna win. The show was Bryson. I, I don't know. Yeah. Like, would I have wanted them to take any shots away from Bryson so I could see Kevin Kisner? Like, no, not really. No, but I think it's very realistic that you can cover the guy in solo second of the tournament. Yeah. I don't and think and I, also show Bryson. I don't think I saw Adam, Adam Hadwin shot all week. No. That is he true. He finished tied for fourth. I, I will say... Uh, First time hearing. For, and this is maybe Hamsterdam, too, but I wanted to... Let's just do Hamsterdam. Let's do it, let's do it right now. Sure. Okay. You I, get... Uh, I, you get... 15 seconds. 15. Okay. I just want to say uh, props to Amanda Balionis. I thought her question to Kevin, maybe he didn't like it, but I loved it as a viewer. She asked him, you know, what do you make of Bryson? And I, I thought that was a great question. And I, he was, it was a pretty good answer. It was good too. His whole, like, he doesn't have enough going on at home was very <laughs> like, like, oh, yeah, like kids. Yeah. Most of these guys are dads. Yeah. Whereas Bryson's yeah. like, just does all golf all the time. All right, Sally. I mean, it's, yeah, I don't have a lot to say on, on it. I mean, it was just kind of a normal, normal way. They did a good job you know, focusing on the right things coming down the stretch, uh, aside from missing some of the players that were close to winning the tournament somewhat. The Bryson repetitiveness of the storyline, protein shakes, and just the same. It just, it gets, it's, I know that is designed for the people that are only not tuning in to watch as much as we do, but that I'm done. Imagine <laughs> Imagine not watching any golf for the last like six months and then two to get to see Bryson. Though. Yeah. Like, what the hell? What happened to this uh, guy? <laughs> I don't have much for my 15 seconds other than maybe it's my imagination. It feels like the commercial load is down. It feels much more watchable. Uh, and also, I think CBS, it's so clear, like they need to have a they need to have a centerpiece story. Like when the story is Bryson and they can build everything yeah. around Bryson, everything flows. Yeah, that, I and totally when they agree. don't have that or when the centerpiece is like Troy Merritt when or there's four guys battling for the homeless lead. hubs or whatever, then it just becomes, it's off the rails and feels arbitrary. Yeah. Ryan Armour had a great week. I don't really have my, I'm, I was like preparing for if he won, how to talk about Ryan Armour and I didn't do much preparation so I wouldn't have been able to handle that one very well. Ryan Armour, I don't really listen to his music but you know, the fact he's making it, I respect that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Chris Kirk had a good run, was the yeah. uh, the 36-hole leader. A little podcast bump from uh, Chris Kirk. Podcast bump. Nance with a little shout-out to the podcast as that? the broadcast was coming off the air on I Saturday. love those guys. Love Nance, man. Love, yeah, love CBS what CBS does. Have always, have always, always thought the, <laughs> always the world of those crazy. guys. So really appreciated that. Uh, no, that was cool. That was really cool. I think that pretty much covers the uh, PMI Classic. Do you, do you want to get any shots in it, Rocket Mortgage? It's unbecoming. What did uh, you think of the three-one-three challenge? <laughs> it's it's cool. I didn't really know. I, it was a learning experience this year for me. Uh, we'll be all in on that in future years. Uh, that had slipped off my radar uh, last year. I will say a lot. Of, a lot of it was probably Bryson, but I enjoyed watching this week. And I, I Bryson helped that. I, I would 
say that even even without him, I don't know what it was. The golf course just popped for me. I liked I liked watching it. it felt uh, felt very interesting, and I think I just it all completely washed out of my brain from last year. Other just because Nate Lashley yeah. won by like six or whatever. But so yeah, I didn't have a lot to go on from last year. Um, no, it was fun. Um, and you know, shout out to the to the tour for moving to Detroit. Obviously a a city that can use an event and a city that can uh, you know use some positive vibes and some good charity stuff and upper midwest man more more events can i do special mentions sure uh arjun atwell at one time saturday morning got it to 12 under i believe it was like tied for first that's uh, unbelievable i check it out i didn't even know he was still playing golf <laughs> i didn't either how did he get in the tournament he hasn't had a top 10 since 2013 he uh, ended up shooting. He finishing t forty five. Tough, tough weekend. Uh, so props to him. And then uh, Mav McNeely, you know, was quietly you know, having a pretty decent year this year. Shout out to my FedEx Cup team. Uh, shout out to your boy Tony Finau. Another week where he should have contended and didn't. <laughs> well, listen. Uh, <laughs> can I ask you guys? Can we talk about the FedEx Cup? Stinks. What do you guys want to do with that? I mean, I think it's the mega season. I, I, I think mean, do you I want think it's a redraft. I was gonna say, do you want to do this this March all the way for another year? I mean, sure. It's getting kind of or a redraft. I'm, I'm kind of kind of. I feel a redraft after the tour championship. You know how Annika talked about like when she got to the top, how like there was like nowhere to go and you just kind of a very lonely, weird feeling. That's how I feel kind of right now. That's um, probably because you don't have a rapport with any of your guys. I have great rapport. I'm you know I'm chatting with homeless hubs and the DMs and stuff like that, giving me insight. Speaking of the DMs, shout out to the guy who messaged me that uh, homeless hubs looks like. Matt Wolf, if Matt Wolf lived under a bridge for a year, <laughs> someone look it up. It's pretty. That's pretty good cop. That's pretty good. Uh, Will Zalatoris wins on the Corn Ferry Tour. Uh, didn't really get to. I didn't follow that that closely this week or get to watch much of that. But I feel like that's a name I'm hearing a lot of. Yeah, he's, he was knocking on the door for quite a few weeks. So good for him. Should we, get to, should we get to segments? Randy, you want to kick it off? Yeah. Are we doing? You hate to see it. Let's do. You hate to see it first. Oh, I got a. I got a good one. I believe it was Tuesday, maybe Wednesday this week. Wyndham Clark's Twitter got hacked. <laughs> he was. Uh, he was slide. I, I had a DM notification. Went there. I'm like, Wyndham. Why is Wyndham Clark DMing me? Like, he was on my Frex last year. <laughs> but I can't. Do you guys say, have any kind of rapport? I can't say I have much of a relationship at all with Wyndham Clark. <laughs> and so I opened the DM and check it out. He was like offering me this discount code to buy NBA jerseys. I was like, yeah, that's probably not Wyndham. <laughs> uh, so he did announce on Twitter with explanations points. My account was hacked. So that was my. Uh, you hate to see it. This you week. do hate to see that. Yeah. Sorry. Would you hate to see? You know. One thing you hate to see, really, <laughs> is when you're watching professional golf, a break from that professional golf to see a commercial about professional golf being back. Sure. And I think we all know what we're talking about. We're talking about a commercial that is on every Play time there's a break. Simpson! The PGA Tour is that back deal. on the tee. Garcia. It's been a month now, guys. We have been back on the I could, tour. I can I, 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 can I do a quick, pronunciation. a quick break into that? Is when people are bitching constantly that there's too many commercials... Why do you need to advertise your own product that somebody's already watching? I oh, know the answer. Give uh, those back. That's man. been my block for like six years. But that's that, unbelievable. We've learned it's like yeah, we, you. It's an old unsold spot, right? And which yes. So just maybe go just back show the, the coverage. Golf. I know. I don't. Un- unreal. It's it's maddening. Uh, but the, the part you hate to see the most is a commercial repeating on the air publicly that had to get approved. Also has a glitch in it. This glitch is Christopher McDonald, who is the actor who played Shooter McGavin in Happy Gilmore, does his Ricky Fowler. 
Convicted twice, felon, I believe. Twice in a two-second period. And what you really hate to see is maybe it's a tribute to both of his DUIs that he's gotten because <laughs> he does have two of them. The second of which being uh, when he tried to tell the cops that he was Shooter McGavin and was in Happy Gilmore and tried to get off of it. And I had people sliding the DMs telling me all kinds of horrible stories about this guy. I've heard horrible stories in the past, how like, you know, they've run into him in bars and he buys drinks for every under 30 year old woman in the bar and is hanging around like blacked out drunk by the end of the night. And then, you know, well, somebody will go take a picture with him and like, he'll hang out with him for like two hours after that and just getting drunk and that's the guy the PGA Tour wanted to feature in their return to golf. And not only that, they wanted to do it twice. So to that, I would say... With maybe Rick, the biggest class act on tour. Yeah. Exactly. Ricky Fowler. Is, so you do... That's just something when you watch golf, you hate to see it. Quick you, aside, is there a worse... Like, could there be a, a worse fate than being a, a character like that in an uber-successful... TV show or film that then you get known as that character for the rest of your life. I think he steers into it though. I think he enjoys it. Well, I it. think it's one of two ways. Like I feel like you have to steer into it, but you got to know where the edge is. And I don't think he knows maybe where the edge is. You know, like I think like like can you imagine every time he goes out, it's he's Shooter McGavin. He's well, not, think about someone like Screech or someone. I know. You know, there's I mean, there's a hundred of these guys. That didn't I work out well for him either. Right. Well, I don't think he knew where the edge was. I wouldn't want like I think that sucks. I think it's kind of sad. Speaking of big Randy, <laughs> uh, what's your hate to see it? Well, I I had a much simpler one, but Tron had a uh, a mega multi tour parlay uh, <laughs> in our DraftKings segment that you mentioned earlier. That was like just beautiful mind chalkboard moving parts all over the place, like five head to head matchups that all had to hit across multiple tours. And uh, he missed out by one shot when Patrick Rogers finished one shot ahead of Tyler Duncan. Uh, he missed actually cashing that. So uh, you've, you did, that's things you hate to see. I truly hate to see. That. Uh, let's let's move on. We'll reverse the order. Sal, you go first. Rub of the green of the week. Uh, mine's a, maybe a, a lighter one this week. Bryson's drop on fifteen was a bit too rub of the green for me. Yeah. I'm not exactly uh, I still sure don't know what, what was going on. They did a. I would. I would say they did a not a very good. Why job did they? Why does it keep going so far? Uh, <laughs> that was a. Great we didn't moment. talk about Bryson <laughs> slamming his equipment. Why does it keep going so far with these things? I don't know, man. Maybe you're hitting the wrong club. Yeah, or that might be it. Yeah. So he up beefcake, man. That's why it's going. Flies so the green. Keep doing that, it rolls into some thickish rough, and there's a sprinkler head there, and he gets a drop, and. He's able to drop it away from the thick rough and onto the collar or just a, a something he can get a putter on. Now, he drops it, and it rolls backwards further away from the hole. So it's not like it rolled closer and had to re-drop it. And they let him re-drop it. And I, I don't know why. My thinking is I think Bryson was being sketchy with his drop. And he when he dropped it, the first contact it made was closer to the hole, which you can't do. So even if the ball rolls backwards... You know, you so he's trying to drop it as close to that line, closer to the hole as he possibly could. And the rules official standing there really close to it. You got to know where the edge is. And drops it. And so again, it rolls further away, but he gets to redrop it. And next time drops it on the line or whatever and gets a good lie out of it. And it was an easy two putt. That he won by three. It didn't really matter, but it could have mattered at that time. And that was, I guess, technically the literal rub of the green as the ball rolled sure. off the green. But that I didn't care for that. I didn't. That's the, tough. The rule book's always been the true fifteenth club. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I had a quick one. Rub of the green of the week. You know, Randy. It was it was about our guy Max Verstappen. Just oh, ele- oh, electrical oh. issue at the oh. Austrian Grand Prix. 
It was a it was a sure podium for him. He was he was quick those first few laps on the Red Bull ring too. I yeah, know, unbelievable. Which Solly proclaimed they were in Belgium this morning. Was, he was a bit over his I skis. Was, yeah, I was very confused. <laughs> I was very drunk last night. <laughs> I woke up in a daze this morning, and, and the part I love about the F one Drive to Survive they start a race and the guy yells it. They always like and we're racing in Belgium, and the guy didn't say that today, but I had already planted it in my head that he was gonna say it. So I texted you guys that, and it turns out it wasn't. I missed Austria. it. I missed a tea time earlier this week doing that exact same thing. I just hit, imprinted in my head 1236. Turns out it was 1214. <sighs> missed it. Hate Anyways, that happens. Uh, Randy. Uh, this is part rub the green, part soapbox, but I have a different soapbox, so bear with me. Ryan Armour completed his third round at 16 under par. Bryson DeChambeau, a few, sometime later, completed his round at 16 under par. Uh, by virtue of completing his round first, Ryan Armour gets placed into the final round on Sunday. Final group. Yes. Thank you. They got to fix this. I, I think everybody would have been better off with Wolf and Bryson paired together. Uh, I don't know if it's the TV executives who need to make the call. They need to change the format. It shouldn't be the first one in, goes out last. It sh- you know, base it on FedEx Cup points. But somehow the tour has to control their own product to – be able to make these groups f- on television more marquee. I'm way in on that. That's sick. I love that I'm, control your own product. Because like right now it's like, well, that's the rules. Like, well, who makes the rules? It's you guys. <laughs> yeah. You can change these. So I like doing it on FedEx Cup points. That's that's a kind of a uh, get or, out of jail free card to not basically say like, well, we're we're stacking the deck, but yeah, you can kind of do it. That doesn't compromise. make it seem as quite as unfair as just like cherry picking like well, no, Matthew, you're going to play with Bryson. Yeah. In fairness, I would go for that yeah. that method as well. But uh, I agree with what you're saying. That's good stuff. All right, Soapbox Sunday. I got a very quick one. Let me lead it off. I was listening to, again, the aforementioned PJ Tour Radio. There was a promo messaging, you know, blah, 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 catch it this week at 8 o'clock on golf. And I had totally forgotten. I know this happened a while ago, but I just I wanted to circle back. You know, we never leave any stone unturned on this podcast. <laughs> I had totally missed the whole Golf Channel rebranding to just golf, which is very stupid. And I just wanted to say that that's dumb, and I don't like it. And you know, Golf Channel just laid off like a bunch of people this week, and that was just another good indicator of like, man, maybe just just make like good shit. Don't worry about like how you're branding stuff and trying to be some like digital conglomerate. Like you don't make anything good. So like who cares what, you know, who cares what the name on the top of the press release says? Like you're the golf channel. Just be the golf channel. And that, I don't know why that really struck me, but that's just my, I'm stepping off my soapbox. I got your back on that. Thank totally. Preach it from the soapbox. Watch it on golf. Like, Consume it on golf. So Shut needless. Up. So needless. Yeah. Who's next? I, I'm happy go to go. I, so I got a real bone to pick with, and I'm <laughs> sorry Tron's not here this week. Daniel Summerhays teeing oh, it up in gosh. Colorado this week on this on the Corn Ferry Tour. I was led to believe last week that that was his swan song. He was retiring. It was, you know, the feel-good story probably of the year on the Corn Ferry Tour. And and lo and behold, he's out the next week teeing it up in Colorado. That It's... it's it's absolutely disgusting. Why do golfers insist, insist on ruining uh, good moments like that? I, I, he just, missed the cut. You'd be happy he, to missed know he, missed, cut. he missed the cut on the number. You'd be happy like, to like know. Well, oh, oh, that's cooler. Like, that's, <laughs> uh, you know, when you tell your grandkids, yeah, my last event was actually in Colorado. I missed the cut. It wasn't 
you know, I, I withdrew from a playoff after I had nothing left to prove <laughs> and in Utah. As you said last week. As he should have done. done. Yeah. yeah. I, so just a, a horrendous, horrendous decision by Daniel Summerhays, and I want, I want him to know I'm thoroughly disgusted with him. Imagine my surprise when I'm texting with him this week, trying to schedule him for the podcast. <laughs> and he says, I'm actually playing this week. It was kind of like, well, the point was kind of to talk about your walk-off, but uh, okay, really? we'll see. I, th- I still may have him on, off. and we can maybe have to phone you in for that yep, to answer that please question. Please do. Uh, for my Soapbox Sunday, we touched on it some already, but I want to shout out the return of Formula One. This was yeah. the first uh, race I've ever watched live. Uh, after watching the F1 Drive to Survive on Netflix, and of course, listening to some fantastic Trap Draw uh, <laughs> episodes that detail the series, I was afraid that watching the actual races was going to be much more boring, uh, just because I just felt like, all right, they're packaging this up and showing you the most exciting stuff from the races, and that's probably better than sitting and watching it for two hours. I was wrong. It was awesome. I was going to say, you know that we sit and watch six hours of golf every Sunday, right? It <laughs> is the complete, to that exact point, it is it's the com- low bar. polar opposite <laughs> yeah. of... I couldn't take my eyes no, off the screen. Delightful. There's no moment to like check your phone to follow any of that because the broadcast is unbelievable. There's no commercials? Zero commercials. For two hours? Unbelievable. How does that? And I, I get that the entire thing is one giant commercial for all these racing teams and all the you know signage and all that stuff, whatever. But I, I, I was couldn't believe the quality of production of how many moving parts. They put you in the cars with the drivers, with audio, a rear view camera, how hard they're hitting the throttle, how hard they're hitting the brakes, what gear they're in, how many miles an hour they are, how many, like there's so much going on. When Red Bull had an issue, they get Christian Horner, the team principal, like on into the, calling into the broadcast to tell them what's going on. And it was Just so many reckless, reckless damage to all these drivers' brands, by the way. <laughs> you got to understand how hard golf is to broadcast. <laughs> I mean, it was over in, in two hours. It was just a great way to spend a Sunday morning. If you lo- somehow like watching golf on TV, I would highly suggest like also watching something like Formula One. Well, do the Netflix series first because yes. you get to learn about all the people and the personalities, yes. which, again, golf would never do that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, like all of us, it's like, oh, now I can't wait to watch the races. Yeah. It's amazing um, how fast man, they made fan, like fans out of all of us, I think yeah. it's fair to say. What a tricky formula they came <laughs> up with. Yeah. Uh, I'm ready, now I'm ready to turn this into a Formula One pod. I'm ready to talk think, about the Yeah, it's the pivot. The well, DM. it was a complete sweepstakes at the end. Uh, people were saying, like, guys, don't get used to that exactly. type of ending. Yeah. <laughs> It's not every. If this week. was the first race you watched. That's <laughs> not what it's usually like. It was like five second penalty here, five second penalty there. Like, oh my god, it was it was good. And I cut. <laughs> this might be too much nitty gritty, but the uh, Alex Albin tried to pass Lewis Hamilton on the outside, and you know Hamilton ends up bumping him off the track and incurring a five second penalty. And get, Albin had passed him technically. It's why he had the penalty. And I'm thinking, like, I was like, oh, watch the replay. It's like, oh, you idiot. He passed you. You can't do that. I was like, oh, yeah, you were taking that turn at 100 miles an hour. <laughs> you can't see how much space exactly you're giving this car, and you have to make a split-second decision, literal split-second decision. And uh, it was just – it was fantastic television. If you like sports and you've not gotten into F1, again, start with the, F, the Drive to Survive, get in the, the Trap Draw episodes, and then let's – I'll get, let's all be racing fans because I'm totally sold. <laughs> we'll see. Hey, bud, we'll, we're right back in Austria again next week. <laughs> we're back in Belgium. They're going to slow right. down the corners, though. Oh, yeah, it's going to be the, uh, it's it's the, work the workday charity challenge. <laughs> the workday Grand Prix next week. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're putting some sawdust on the on the main drag. <laughs> Using some different some different corners. Uh, yeah. And the peak ahead for this week on the PGA Tour is the This Is For You Workday Open, um, which I believe is technically the Workday What a charity. loon, man. I just, This Is For You Workday. 
Yeah. <laughs> Blows it 35 yards left. God, I forget. I, so this is the we first. We forgot all about Phil even. Bryson's like the new Phil. The first of back-to-back events at Muirfield Village. Uh, they're going to be doing some shorter rough for this one, slightly slower green speeds to create some additional pins. They're going to utilize a variety of tee boxes to help protect the course, of course, <laughs> Shout for out the to following the weeks. Yeah. So two straight weeks at Muirfield Village. Um, excited to watch that. The, the supers yeah. will be in all of our thoughts these yes. next two weeks. Is Bryson playing both of them? Or probably taking next week off maybe? And got to take a week off at some point, right? I would think so. But listen, a past champ of the Memorial. We'll we'll mm. see. I so he'd probably take this week off if he was going to, right? I would think. Yeah. How's the uh, how's new Bryson's game as as our Muirfield Village expert? How's new Bryson's game going to stack up there? <sighs> eh, well, I would assume. I mean, <laughs> honestly, yeah. How how's it going to be hitting it three fifty and straight yeah. and putting it really good? I mean, I'm trying to think of it hole <laughs> by hole. It's like yeah, one will be great, two will be great, three he'll have to hit iron. Five, you're kind of limited on how far you can hit it. Six, a somewhat limit on how far you can hit it. Seven, bomb it over the corner. Nine, you're limited on how far you can hit it. Ten, bomb it. Eleven, bomb it. Uh, Thirteen, bomb it. Fourteen, you might try to drive the green. I was going to say, fourteen would be cool. <laughs> that I might be really like going for that it. That might be interesting. Fifteen, he's probably limited on how far he can hit it. Uh, Seventeen, bomb it. Eighteen, bomb it. So probably pretty good. Sounds good. So I think it sounds good. All right. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Thank you, boys. And uh, we will see you with another episode here Tuesday coming up shortly. And uh, otherwise, we'll be back together next Sunday. Cheers. Cheers. Namaste. Be the right club. Be the right club today. Yeah. Yeah, that's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most. Expect.